Hey everybody, welcome to January 2023. This is the Think Global Podcast and little curveball. My name is Jonathan and I'm kicking it off this month, but Tim's here. Don't worry. I'm here. Uh, the Think Global Podcast, where the world is our home, where strangers become friends and friends become family. Boom. And this month we're going to talk quite a bit about kind of a typical New Year topic. A January podcast. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Tim. And John, that was that was great. You that might have good. to take over that intro every time. Oh, thanks. I just, you know, I've been watching you for several months and whatever. <laughs> All right. Let's talk, man. What is what are we uh how's it going? Uh how was uh the holidays for you? Really good. Did a road trip with my dog. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> no, it was fun. My wife and son flew to Atlanta and I drove the dog to meet them. So yeah. Fought through snow and ice to get there, but it was good. How about uh, you? Well, we had a great time. We had four our four sons and their wives and their children. So there were 20 of us in our home together for Christmas. It was amazing. A lot of noise, a lot of fun, a lot of laughter. Always a crazy fun time. So That's amazing. We had a great time. So anyway, it's the new year, man. Can't believe it. 2023, it's here. I know. We're here. We did it. And uh, I think there's a, probably a lot of podcasts talking about how to start a new year. I've actually, I've actually seen it all over social media, you know, this and that for your goals and your resolutions and all that. So we thought we would join the fun, but yeah. put a little twist on it. A little bit of a good conversation about year, New Year's resolutions and things. And yesterday I went to the gym and uh, man, it was crowded. Man. Everybody seemed to be in our gym. A reminder that everybody makes a resolution to go to the gym, get more and fit, lose some weight, eat like they should. I hate that time of year at the gym. I know. When it's just packed with people. I, I should love it because there's all these people that are trying to improve their health, but I'm just too selfish. I just hate it. And I just right. look forward to March when they all give up and go home. That's right. In fact, <laughs> that is exactly what the gyms are banking on. All those memberships were purchased and not going to be used. Anyway, so uh, we're going to talk about resolutions today. Uh, John, you are the historian here. Well, you know, when we, were t we were talking about this back in December before the new year yeah, and, and talking about this podcast. And I just thought, where did the whole idea of a New Year resolution come from? Yeah, so where did they come so, from, John? So uh, our trusty colleague, Anna, did some digging and yes. found... Actually, it goes back to the ancient Babylonians, Yes, which you and I have both been to ancient Babylon. Yes, we have. So I thought that was actually a really unique tie-in to uh, where we've been. But um, 4,000 4, years ago, right? 4,000 I mean, years yeah, ago. This is where it all started. They say they kind of made the first first New Year's resolutions, but... What they were doing is they were holding celebrations um, when they planted new crops, so the new right. crop season. So it wasn't necessarily January for them, but it was more like mid-March. But when yep. they planted the crops, that was kind of the start of a new year. Right. And uh, they had a big, uh, what we found was like a 12-day religious festival, and they made promises to the gods to pay back their debts and to return anything that they borrowed. That's right. So I think that's probably a good thing. So those were resolutions. Yeah, that was, those were the resolutions. I'm going to pay back these debts, and I borrowed uh, this uh, planting device from my neighbor. I'm going to go return it. Right. And so here we are today, 2023 now, some 4,000 years later, talking about resolutions. Yeah. I don't know about you, John, but um, I have never been a massive fan of New Year's resolutions. Uh, there are a lot of reasons for that. And uh, some of the things we've talked about in preparation for this is that sometimes New Year resolutions come 
because of a sense of guilt over something, shame, um, changes that need to take place, maybe failures that people have experienced, and often that's the wrong motivator. It, it can be motivating, and, and in some ways, yes, we need that. Yeah, um, That's the way we're built and wired, and we've been created that way. But often, um, uh, resolutions that come from that don't seem to last. Yeah, and that's I agree. Challenge. And that's why I said a minute ago, we're going to do kind of a, we're, we're following what everybody else is doing, talking about resolutions in the new year, but a little bit of a twist because you and I both don't like New Year's resolutions. Yeah. <laughs> so I agree with you. I'm not a big fan. However, I will say this, over the last couple of days since the new year started and, and leading like, you know, the 30th or the 31st, I felt this weird guilt of mm-hmm. like, I need to jump into this and make goals for myself, make resolutions right. for myself. So I agree. It's guilt. It's based on guilt a yeah. lot. Not, yeah. not for everybody, but a lot. But yeah. For, so for a second, let's talk about the numbers that we found. <laughs> and this came from the Economic Times. Uh, it was an article about New Year's resolutions, and it suggested that only 16% of people are able to follow through on their resolutions. And how many, I mean, what's the percentage of people who make resolutions? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember the numbers for that. Um, 85%? Yeah. Or something along those lines. 64%. 64%. I just looked over at Anna, who's yes, here with us, you, and Anna. she said 64%. Yes. Yeah, 64% <laughs> of the people out there make New Year's resolutions, and only 16% of those actually fulfill them. So yeah, it's pretty the numbers horrible. are kind of against us in, in that way. So, yeah. But I think there's a better, more positive way to approach New Year's resolutions, and yeah. we're going to talk about how... Some of the things we do. Yeah. And well, this what's is a big deal to us. Yes. Well, the key, well, 16% is like, you know, what does that mean? What stood out to me was the majority of people give up within six weeks of making their resolution. And then they end up making that same resolution year after year. So right. that's why I said, can't wait till March at the gym because <laughs> that's right. about six weeks have passed and they're all done. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they'll do it next year. They'll do it next year. So, yes. and that's why every January at the gym, it's not necessarily all new people at the gym. Yeah. It's the same people who were there last January. Right. They're just doing it again. Right. Well, one of the things I do love about uh, the beginning of a new year, and I think this is the positive twist on this, is that um, I think all of us love a fresh start. We love a clean slate. Uh, there's a sense in which uh, we want to do over. And here we are in January, and this is another January in another year of our lives. And so uh, we're all... We're all wired for that, I think. Let's try this again. Let's do it again. And so uh, for me, the way I like to look at it as, uh, is that uh, every January seems like um, a, a time to think about a new chapter in a continuing book. Mm. Like it's not a complete do-over. It's not starting over. It's really a continuation of the story that my life has been building now for 60 plus years, and mm. and you've been doing the same thing. And so I kind of like that that perspective of... It's uh, it's who have I been, um, how have I been wired, and what's the next chapter in my life going to look at? Yeah, about, uh, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not just a um, every year starts over and you forget everything from the right. past, but everything right. builds on itself. Right. So, what you've been reading, exercises you've been doing, what you habits that you've created, you get to build on those right. year over year. So, yeah. I I agree with that. I I do. People are going to say I'm contradicting myself because I don't do resolutions, but I do a annual review. Right. And I and I have a document that I use that kind of guides through that where it's a look back on the previous year. And there's a lot of really good questions. Hey, if you want it, uh, email us and I'll send it to you. But right. uh, yeah, it's really, I didn't make it. I just think it's really good. But 
every section, it guides you through and it says, okay, this section, you need to carve out 30 to 60 minutes and you're going to reflect on this part of the past year. Um, and then you get into the next year and you kind of, you're making goals. Like one of the questions I was looking at was what habits do you want to form this next year and what habits do you want to let go of? Right. So I love that because I'm yeah. thinking more in terms of habits, which is kind of what you're saying. They build on each other. Right. Um, versus, uh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, but right. I would rather have a habit of going to the gym three times a week. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. And what, and, and you mentioned something earlier today when we were chatting about this from the book Atomic Habits. Yeah. Uh, what uh, was that? Yeah. James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits. Really, right. really good book. But, um, in that book, he talks about becoming the kind of person you want to be. So I'll, I want to be the kind of person who goes to the gym every day, right? That, so you think in terms of the kind of person you want to be. So if you want to be the kind of person who goes to the gym every day, you have to build that habit. And I use that as a practical example because I stole that from his book and applied it. Not stole it. I applied it from his book of you don't have to go to the gym and do a two-hour workout. You just have to show up. Right. So when I started going to the gym, I literally walked in, got on the treadmill for five minutes and went home. Yeah. I was at the gym maybe 10 minutes tops. That included changing clothes and putting my shoes on. So, but I was building that habit. And before long, I was at the gym for an hour. Right. And I began to enjoy it more and more because I'd built that habit. So anyway, I became the kind of person who goes to the gym every day. Right. I really, I liked it. Yeah. And, so, it, and it worked. And it worked. All right. You built a habit. And I, I think that's that's the big deal is like building habits that last a lifetime yeah. that are good habits, right. positive habits. And uh, and so that's why I like to look at how do I tweak or change the rhythms that I've already enjoyed in life. Right. Uh, I look back on um, back maybe 10 years ago. I, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but I, I weighed too much mm. and I was unhealthy uh, physically. And uh, that was a moment in my life when I just decided to change some small habits in my life. Not like setting a goal that by March I'll be at a certain weight, but just changing those habits in my life. And actually, uh, I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but I've been 30 to 35 pounds lighter hmm. every year since I decided to change those habits in life. It's just how I eat and how I uh, physically exercise and how I look at my body and life and and how I want to take care of myself. And so um, that began began a trend, a rhythm in my life that has stuck with me. And now it's not even as though I have to try to do that. Mm. It's just become who I am and how I'm wired. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, we talk about instead of trying to set goals, which there's nothing wrong with goals, but we were talking more about creating rhythms right. in life. So healthy yeah. rhythms versus just goals. And the funny thing is a healthy rhythm leads to the goal that you ultimately that's, want to get to. That's right. So, yeah. Um, but what what about? Um, so we're we're talking about adding beneficial things, but what about letting go of things that aren't beneficial? Is that part of your New Year plan? Uh, you know, it is. But here's what I have found: uh, w- by doing those things that I find are positive, beneficial, those things that really last and that really matter, those things tend to um, lose um, a foothold in my life. Uh. And by focusing on the positive and, you know, here's the kind of person I want to be, um, you know, I'll, I'll share this publicly now, but it's been something that I've been living out, trying to live out over the last two years. And that is uh, the goal of by the time I'm 65, I want to be healthier than I've ever been. I want to be smarter um, than I've ever been. I want to read more books than I've ever read before. Um, it's the idea of always trying to improve 
uh, improve who I am mm-hmm. and and how I live and my spirituality, my faith, um, the the um, the physicality of my life, etc. Th- those are those are trends that when you begin to focus on those positives, I believe there's a sense in which those other bad habits, you know, they lose they lose the 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 strength of holding you in your life, and so yeah. that's that's been part of my rhythm and how I look at that. Yeah, I think that's that's perfect. Yeah. Um, a while back, we were talking about doing this podcast. You were going through this idea in your head of, in the new year, I want to do more of this, less of that. That's more right. More of this, less of that. What right. are some of those examples that that you All came right. up with? Well, uh, let me put them down to you. They're very simple. Yeah, but they're it's, simple. It's good. But actually, uh, and these I have to say uh, have been borrowed from colleagues and others. But for example, more reading, less screen time. Mm. You know, because I think a lot of us get into this. Um, it, it's it's a rhythm. I, I don't know if I'm going to call it a habit, but it's just that we spend a lot of screen time on our phone, on our computer, on the TV, um, or on another device. Um, and instead of doing that, just try to read more. Mm-hmm. And what, what you find is the pleasure of reading, the joy of learning, um, and what comes from a, being alone, just you and the printed page, uh, whether it be on a digital device or whatever else. But it's less distraction. So it's, it's more of reading, less of screen time. Um, there's, there's more being physical than. Uh, and less of sitting around, right? right. Um, and it's just making that choice. For example, one of the things I've done, and I a- actually have enjoyed this, is that because uh, you know you and I both travel a lot, and in airports around the world, there's always an uh, an escalator, uh. Uh, and so you you you're faced with a choice every time you you come to the escalator or the steps, hmm. and to consciously choose. Uh, the steps, and so there's that idea of choosing to do more physically and less, just doing nothing. So that's that's another way of looking at it. Um, I can confirm that you yes. often do that in airports. Yes, you can. It drives me nuts. Because I'm often <laughs> Thank you, John. already on the escalator, and then you right. start racing down the stairs or up the stairs, yes. and I just feel lazy. And, and actually- yeah. You make the, me look bad. By the time, okay, whatever. <laughs> but look at you, man. You're, you're so physically fit. Um, anyway, by the time I get to the top of the stairs, I have to tell you, there's a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. So there's something good about that, right? Like getting up off the couch, going for a walk, doing something that demands a manual, physical type of uh, of life. And so there's more of that, less of just sitting around. Uh, also, what about more conversations with people and less alone time, mm. again, on either media or, or something else? Right. And so it's engaging. What about um, more time for friends, um, less time to just simply... Uh, look at myself and and be self centered, and so that's that's another way of approaching a new year. And uh, don't call them resolutions, but just this right. is what I want. These are the values that I want to shape my life. The values are being being wiser and smarter because I I read, uh, being more physically in in shape than sitting around, uh, being more in tune with people and conversations than simply focusing on myself. And so I I think those are values. And by the way. Um, values inspire us. Like mm-hmm. I value this in life, therefore I'll do it. Yeah. And, and it's really the values of life and those, those values begin to create rhythms in life for us. And so mm-hmm. uh, that for me feels like a win. It feels like um, a positive direction. And what it does is creates trends. You know, the trend line in each of those areas in, increase. And I will say this, all right. So I'm 62 and I know you're right at the age of 40. <laughs> and uh, I think you celebrated the 40th year last I year. I did. You did. All right. So I think 
time changes our perspective about that. Mm. Like, I think those who are, um, you know, in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, uh, maybe 30s and 40s, uh, you know, they're looking at, like, what's next mm. in the sense of that trajectory. Uh, from my perspective, it's, it's sort of like there's a, there's a deadline out there, right? There's um, time is winding down. And so when I look at the time I have this year, it's more of an investment. Like I'm investing in everything because time has become limited in my perspective. And so, you know, it's, it's almost like a wake-up call. Like I do need to live for my values. I don't want to get to the end of life and say, man, I wish I would have done that differently. I wish I would have lived by the values that I that I really count to be important in my life. And yeah. so time even changes our perspective of these kind of uh, resolutions, values, rhythms, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So I do. I like that a lot. I'm glad so, to hear that, John. So a little, a little recap. Yes. If you're, for those listening, uh, take a moment, sit down with a journal. Again, less screen time. Yes. But sit down with a journal and 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 think to yourself, what are the values I want right. to carry into this next year? Right. And what rhythms do I want to establish and what habits do I want to form to help that that are that articulate those values? Right. What are the habits that bring those values to life? Right. Um anyway, so values, rhythms, and habits. Yeah. I think that'll set you up for a good year. Oh yeah. And I think say, okay, ask the question like what trends do I want to see based on all of those things? Like what are the trends? And by the way, I, what I love is, you know, that's that perspective of time. Um, I don't have to do this by March one. Right. Uh, that six week, you know, when everybody yeah. gives up, but rather what are those lifestyle changes, those lifestyle values? Uh, what is it I want to mark me? I, I remember um, uh, an older man once said, you know, like, you know, how are you living your dash? Right. And we've heard mm -hmm. this before, but, right. and it was the question like, what, what do you mean? How am I living my dash? And the, the point is the dash between your date of birth and your date of death. Right. It's that kind of perspective. Like, how am I living my life? And how do I want to choose my life uh, yeah. to, 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 to live my life? Um, one of the, um, I mentioned this morning, I, I love this prayer from the Puritans and uh, it's a prayer called uh, morning dedication, but uh, the Puritans would pray this and I'm just going to read the last part of this prayer. And I think it's really cool. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of how you want to live every day. Um, but the, the prayer ends this way. May I speak each word as if it were my last word. And may I walk each step as if it were my final step. If my life should end today, let this be my best day. Mm. So I, I kind of love that. And that's been a, a big part of my, um, my life, my heart. You, you know, like if today's my last day, mm. uh, I, want it, I want it to be my best day. And, yeah. and to live that day away every day of your life is, is, is a powerful way to live. Just mm. that... This is this could be the last day. I want it to be the best day. I love anyway, that. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So we're not getting consumed by the guilt of resolutions that are going to be dead and gone by March 1st. Yeah. But we are reorienting, reorienting our lives around what values we want to live, what yep. rhythms we need, what habits we need, and where the trend or the tra trajectory you want to see your life right. take. The impact in our life and the yeah. impact in other lives. See, that's inspirational. That's not guilt-ridden. Right. Yes. I love that. Yes. Okay, I started this thing, so you land it. All right, folks, we all get one life to live. Um, I'm reminded that these lives um, are temporary. They're fragile. Um, how we live matters, and, um, and so choose today. The values that will shape your life, live today as if it would be your last 
day. Uh, this is Think Global, where the world is our home, where strangers become friends and friends become families. Until February, this is Tim Davis and Jonathan. All right, man, we're signing off.